Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Scream, it's the Taz Show. Everybody hacking, everybody just wants more with the action. Hip Hop Jones got the music blasting. Better watch out, it's all he's asking. Over like Rover, he keeps it real, he's no joker. Original, he's no poser, no competition, he's the owner. There I'm moving speakers closer, cause it's time to tune in to the Taz Show. Alrighty, alrighty, here we go. Here we go, we are rocking and rolling on this Thursday, little Thursday edition of the show which from what i understand and thanks to one of our loyal fans which i'll get into shortly uh i didn't realize this but i'll get into what that this is and that actually did make sense what i just said i will get into what that this is that i'm talking of from this fan in a second here on this segment thank you for listening live at cashshow.com much appreciated if you're watching live at cashshow.com, that too means I love you. Maybe you are listening to the podcast version, which drops every day. And in the inside terms of the business, we call that daily. Daily Podcast Jones every day at iTunes or Spotify or TuneIn. Uh, much appreciated on that. And maybe you're checking out the, the video on demand on uh, TazShow.com, or maybe you're doing that over at Facebook, on my Facebook page, uh, Facebook.com slash Show, where I do a plethora of Facebook Live on a, another daily Facebook, uh, take two, on another daily basis. And we're rock and roll. I'm going to talk some NXT in this episode, that's for sure. A lot of thoughts on that. Oh, by the way, my error, my bad, as they say, say my bad my bad. Hey, that's my bad, bro. Uh, you can call the show if you'd like to call and interact with yours truly. If you have thoughts and opinions on NXT or WWE or other stuff or the NFL, you're a football guy like yours truly. Maybe you're in a fantasy football league. Lord knows I'm an expert. I can help you with your fantasy teams. You can simply dial in 866-475-2948. That's an 866-475-2948. Yep, you're damn right. Uh, this is the Taz Show, rock and roll, and we have the team in New York City, yours truly, here from the Rage Cave. I should be uh, in the gimmick clubhouse either tomorrow or Monday or Tuesday, uh, working on the schedule with Mr. Pimento and some things. I got a lot of PT going on, Hand Jones. I got a lot of stuff. I actually have. I actually. I, I hey, uh, let's bring in the uh, the uh, what do you call it? The, the Dennis, uh, the producer of the show. Uh, Dennis, I actually am gonna. I have something to do later on today. Actually, in New York City. How about that? Ha, ha, ha. Oh, breaking news! Yeah. Yeah, big meeting, Jones. Good for you. <laughs> you got to come big in for this. You can't. Meeting. You can't rave cave. Rage cage it. I try. No, I can't. Uh, no, no. <laughs> no, no, I can't. Uh, um, it's with. Um, it's with somebody else. Uh, it's a little evening meeting, Jones. Oh, business Ms. Ms. Biz meeting Jones. That's I think I said that right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Big shot. I hope they're paying for your dinner. Of course. What do you think you're dealing with here, schmuck? Smart man. Of course. Are you kidding me? Well, enough of you. Let's get back to me. So uh, the bottom line here is this episode. 
I believe there's an anniversary here. This is an anniversary for yours truly. Uh, this is, um, and I want to, first of all, I want to thank the Kingsman on the Twitter. Uh, we didn't realize this, but the Kingsman uh, put something out there. Uh, trying to find his exact tweet so I can read to you guys before I get rolling with the show here. La, la, la. Oh, here it is. Okay. Um, the Kingsman, uh, at the Kingsman 36, he said two years ago, we in- were, we were introduced to the best daily live streaming audio slash video show going today. Uh, Taz, long live. Hashtag the Taz show. So my debut um, episode was 9-14-15, which is two years ago, and today's 9-14-17. Wow, I you know I I thought um I thought I was going on three years, man. I guess because we can do that many shows. God, I've been through how many producers in only two years? Got to be thirty to forty producers. I would think. Seth felt like he was on the show forever. That's part of the problem. I'm still here. Um, then we had a lot of other people, like the captain. Buy a hat. He was there, Captain. And then he told me he's taking a hike. He left on his terms. Hey, Taz, I got an idea. Go take a shit. That doesn't even sound like the Captain, but he basically told me to go away. <laughs> that was what Seth said from the Captain. Uh, yeah. <laughs> didn't even sound like the Captain. He told me to go away. Thanks for coming. Then we had some, like, um, I don't know who else. And then uh, uh, the only, uh, uh, oh, we had Crying Brian sitting in that punk He's in our fantasy football. Bum. Then we had Kels. He did some stuff. Then back to Seth. He wanted another shot. <laughs> Tag me back in. And I told him, go take a shit. Then we brought in a guy that we thought was going to be the guy. <sighs> Big Robbie. <laughs> Viking Jones. Big Robbie came in and he was dancing on a pole. He was dancing on a pole. Hey, Dennis, did you see that footage of Robbie dancing on a pole from the Maury Povich show? I did. That was that was something. I'll leave it at that. I asked, you sure you, you sure you want to air this one? Yeah! Rob, don't, he don't care. That guy, he is Chuck. He don't give a burp. So. And then... We went back to Seth. Third time's a charm. Yep. And, uh, and well, we're doing a special. One of the specials over there uh, at WFAN and at uh, CBS Sports Radio, one of the post-WWE big shows on a Sunday night with Jones. And then uh, Dennis Jones was... Uh, yeah, he was working there, and uh, we were like, "Ah, oh, this this guy's good." And then, um, you know, even Captain was saying he was putting he was putting Dennis over big time. Captain just wanted out. He's like, "Oh, this guy's great." <laughs> <laughs> oh, Taz, that's your guy. Oh, this is the guy. Is yeah. that a warm body? Yeah, we'll take him. <laughs> he was putting you over, dude. Like you were the greatest thing since audio producing in the history of audio producing, right? So. <laughs> Dude, I'm, not I'm thinking about it now. I'm like, wow, he really was putting over Dennis. That's, um, that's, that's a red herring right there. You should have saw that coming a mile away. 
damn, I got work, buddy, Captain. And um, <laughs> and then now you, uh, Dennis, have been on the show, the Lumberjack. You can play one of your transitions. No, no, no. You haven't seen them? No, it's right. I, I, no, I actually cleared it. It's no more transitions. Oh. <laughs> we had Dennis. He's here now on the show on a regular basis. Thanks for having ringing me. Ringing endorsement. That's a ringing endorsement. <laughs> hey, Ann, how about that? Did I not just put him over you, Jawad? Huge. That's all we're going to hear from Anthony Tate. Huge. <laughs> Overmodulated Jones. Huge. Uh, that, that almost sounded like Vince. Huge. <sighs> yep. Well, that right there, if you just rewind just a teeny bit, you hear what Dennis brings to the table right there. That right there just shows you that he's <laughs> great. The guy's the best. So, uh, yeah. So here we are, two years in. It feels like 10. And um... <laughs> show ages in dog years. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Two years in. I really, I'm serious. I feel like it's so much longer. I mean that in a positive way. Speaking of positive, it, the thing is, it, this I'm joking around a lot. I mean, I've been I've been fortunate to have a lot of really good producers on the show, including you, Dennis, and and call screeners and biz dev guys. Uh, only two real video producers, from Video Brian into now Anthony, uh, Dumpster Love Jones. But I'm just a loser. But but the thing is, uh, at the end of the day, not kissing ass. I don't have to. That's not my mo, as the expression goes. Um, without the audience, people who download the show every day or watch live every day or on Facebook live every day or on Twitter with me every day, or the ones on the gimmick chat. Yeah, the gimmick chat. Taz, I don't hear you talking about the gimmick chat no more. Why? Why? Uh, shut up. Shut up. How's that? The reason why we're not talking about the gimmick chat is because it's becoming an underground thing. Well, what does that mean? Well, <laughs> yeah. What I mean is, this is like a group of people that's kind of like, if you get new people jumping on the Taz show, they're not going to even know what the, the, the gimmick chat is. I'm not even going to talk about it. But these people can talk amongst each other. How's that sound, Dennis? Pretty good, right? I really like that idea, the underground. Creative <laughs> Jones. And I feel like the uh, the gimmick chat embraces that. They know what they are, and they they're the, they're the glue right. that holds the uh, the fandom together. It's a shoot right there. So, um, a ant, I know you're on the gimmick chat chat here and there, right? You you you're feeling me on this? It's kind of like the underground. That's what they are. Yeah, it's like it's like if the Facebook Live was a rapper, they'd be called like sellouts. But like the underground would be like Wu Tang Clan. I like that. I like that right there. So it's like, no, no, I'm going to give you more modern times hip-hop because you, you don't know modern times because you're an old soul and <laughs> I know modern times hip-hop. So it's like Facebook Live is the Drake and the gimmick chat is like Meek Mill. I'm okay with that. that that's that fair. Yo, Dennis keeps popping down. That's fair. But the only thing is, like, but then, like, Meek Mill kind of got embarrassed in public, so then it's like, uh, you're kind of like putting down the gimmick chat there but the drake thing is fair you can literally put drake and any non-soft rapper as the gimmick chat okay thanks for joining the show in thank you 
I thought I gave like a really good example, and he's got to come in and just cut my balls off. Anyway, I want to thank all of the audience for keeping this show rocking and rolling for two years and rolling. We're still rolling heavily, to be frank. Rolling, rolling, big time rolling. Uh, There could be some some good stuff happening. There's been a lot of stuff going on, positive stuff. There's, as you guys know, there's about this merger I've talked about many times on my different social media platforms that's going on with CBS and a company called Entercom. So there's a lot going on with that. A lot of that info is way above my pay grade, like I've told you before. So I don't know much details, but I do know there's different movement going on. Um, Speaking of moving, I don't think we've ever mentioned here, Dennis, that the the division of CBS that this show is carried by, CBS Digital, I guess you'd say, uh, that the whole floor that, that, that we work on and that where you are right now and Anthony and stuff, like that whole division, uh, that whole floor, I should say, is moving. Uh, everything's moving. So that's from a construction stuff. When I say moving, I mean like actually moving, like leaving that part of Manhattan, you know, so the whole floor. So um, going towards downtown Manhattan where like WFAN is and stuff. So there's a lot of stuff going on. Is that safe to say uh, from a corporate uh, company standpoint, Dennis? As the biz dev man, you hit the nail exactly on the head with that assessment. And, correct. And this is another thing why the studio that you're in right now, the gimmick clubhouse, where I normally work, that's another reason why the rage cave comes in handy because of some stuff going on there. Correct? Absolutely. Two for two. So I cannot give too much detail. I am not allowed. Slap on the wrist, Jones, by Mr. Pimento. You shut your fucking mouth, that fucking thing, man. I'm telling you right now. That's the shit I deal with. All right, so I'm gonna get in some phone calls in a bit here. I gotta get into the show a little bit. I gotta, uh, I, I got some NXT stuff. I, I'm, I'm a little perplexed and confused on. I did watch NXT. I liked it. I did. It's not like I disliked it. I did like it. Um, I did like it for sure. Uh, I guess I'll get right into NXT. I mean, I, I, it's probably the best thing for me to do right now just to get rolling. Um, okay, so I think they did something really cool last night on NXT, just to be a little disjointed here when I talk about NXT. I think they did something really cool and very respectful and very nice, but I don't think they needed it. And I think it should have been replaced with something else. I'm trying to critique something they did without being a negative Nelly. So... I I don't understand why they would give you a huge Oscar package, send-off package, as we would call it, in the business. Why do we give you a, a send-off, this beautiful package, which was well done and the girl deserves, don't get me wrong. It was long. It was good. But to me, you know, I talk a lot about real estate, meaning how much time's on the show, how much are you dedicated to certain performers, uh, certain gimmicks you're trying to get over. Um, certain gimmicks you have money invested in, yada, yada, yada. And what they did was they they that's just one element of last night's NXT that I felt they put too much time in is someone that's not in NXT anymore who's had a g- gigantic push and she's done great with it in Oscar. No knocking her. I, I'm a fan of hers. Here's my point. Where is your frigging champion? <laughs> Where is Drew McIntyre? Well, instead of putting all that time in her in her package, how about doing a Drew McIntyre package or have Drew do a promo in the ring or backstage and acknowledge 
that uh, 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 Adam Cole and Bobby Fish and O'Reilly beat his ass weeks ago, and he's yet to get a receipt, as as you would call it. Like, where, where, where why? <clears throat> where, where's McIntyre? Put time into him. He's your champ. <laughs> How many weeks has it been since TakeOver? What's it been? That is four weeks? Yeah, SummerSlam weekend was the end of August. It's at least three, and it's probably coming up on four weeks this weekend. Now, you did not see NXT. Uh, two shot, Jones, please. Ed. <laughs> you did not see it. So now you don't even know what I'm talking about. But they did not have McIntyre on. Uh, they didn't show him. They didn't have him on at all. And he's your champion. Like, he's make him prevalent, no? Here's the thing, my friend. Dipping and dodging Jones, Jones. Here's the thing. They, the problem with, with it is that he's the new he's a new champ. He was just I feel like he was recently obviously in TNA. It feels like it was six months ago. But and you know, he's been doing business in NXT and he signed with them and then they make him the champ, which I have no problem. I like Drew. I think he's great. I got no problem with Drew McIntyre. I got a problem with the way they're 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 marketing him once he became champ. That's my problem. I need to see him. I need to hear from him. I need to hear what's going through his mind. I need to see him beat the shit out of at least one of those guys in uh, undisputed. What do they call the uh, undisputed or something like that? Undisputed crew or the undisputed, something like that. Undisputed era. Okay, which I think is a cool name for O'Reilly, Fish, and Cole. I need to see him do something. He needs to get some sort of a receipt. Now, I, look, I know Triple H and the crew at NXT. They're dealing with only one hour. So you have to try and fit, you know, five pounds of bologna in a two-pound bag, okay? I smell a guy for a gif coming. And I said bologna, and I could I could hear you licking your lips all the way in the rage cave while you're in Manhattan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> bologna. <laughs> so, <laughs> side note, Jones, I have a question for you, my chunky friend. Okay. You like bologna, right? I know that's a dumb question, but you like bologna, right? Yes. Do you like a bologna sandwich? Tell me how your – I just need to know this, and I'm going to talk more about Drew McIntyre and NXT. Your your, prime, your premier, your top, your best way to have a bologna sandwich, tell me everything. If any condiments, no condiments, bologna, uh, I mean bread, what, what are you doing on it? All uh, right. So it's white bread, starting there, lightly toasted. Then I'm going fried bologna, putting some in the pan – a little bit of butter. I I went to school in the South, man. I I I learned some weird things down there. Slap a little Southern, cheese. Whoa, 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 whoa! Let me get this straight now. Now you're a Southern boy now. You're, you're, no, you're no, I'm just you. I'm just saying I picked up all their bad eating habits, um, and then add that onto the already bad eating habits that I've obtained up here. So not only do I have the Northern bad eating habits, but then I picked up the, the Southern ones as well. This is a new revelation. Southern boy Jones, you're driving to General Lee. Just a good old boy, never meaning no harm. You're Bo Duke. You're Luke Duke. You're the Dukes of Hazard. That's you. Just a good old boy. You know that song? You don't even know that song. Never do doing no harm. Ah, Beats all you ever saw. Been in trouble with the law since the day they were born. Everybody, I don't remember the words, but oh, was, you know who did the original? You know who did that song for the Dukes of Hazard? I do not. Waylon Jennings. Oh, Waylon Jennings uh, is great. Yeah, GTS that bitches. So you're a Southern boy now. I got you. Drive the General Lee. You're eating fried bologna. Okay, what else you doing? 
uh, slapping a little mayo on that, and then slicing tomato. So it's oh, and cheese. Obviously, you gotta have cheese. So it's bologna, bologna and cheese. Fry the bologna, mayo on a toasted white bread with a slice or two of tomato. So you are making the bologna when you fry it like some folks in the South do, like it's like a prime rib or filet mignon or like a you know steak sandwich. Culinary okay. jewel of the South, fried bologna sandwich. I don't do that. I, I might have mentioned this before. I don't know if I ever have. Uh, would I, did I ever mention how I eat my bologna if I have bologna? I did, didn't I? You, ha- you have, and I, and I would love to hear it a second time because it perplexes me to this day. <laughs> Aunt, do you remember what I said or you don't? That's Thanks for paying attention. So way to follow the product. So here's the thing. I take white bread, simple white bread. I put a couple pieces of bologna on it. Not, not a sandwich, just one piece of bread. you got to watch the carb intake. I fold it. Okay, I fold it, and then I squeeze it. Now, with the dead hand, it's hard, so i got to use the left hand, right? I can't squeeze it with the, with the, with the right hand. Uh, non-dominant hand, left hand. I squeeze it and make a fist like, uh, and make it like a just – I crush it. Crushed bologna sandwich, and then I just eat it. I don't know why I do this. I've done this with salami, Genoa salami, many Ooh. times also. You like the hell? You like the Italian cured meats, my friend? Oh, I'm I, not surprised. I mean, I love meats, period. But Italian cured meats are definitely in the top yeah. two. Some gabagool, some brigitte, and non-Italianos and non-New Yorkers have no idea what I'm talking about. Well, some folks in New England might get it, and some little people in Jersey. But I digress. So uh, I don't know. I veered off onto bologna. We went from Drew McIntyre to bologna. I don't know why or how that happened. I really don't. Um, but I will continue talking about the NXT here. And then I got to go to break. Then I'll take some calls and we're going to rock and roll here. Uh, so I'm just, I don't understand why they, I don't know. I, I, I think I need to try to find out. Like where, why and where is Drew McIntyre not around? If, if for some reason he can't get to the show, or if it's, which I doubt that's it, unless he has a family emergency or something. I hope that's not the case. But or if he's injured, whatever it is, in this day and age, get him on camera. Give me some audio of them. I'll give you an example where they where they really messed up. Okay. Actually, let me go to break. When I come back from break, I'll tell you how, because they had the opportunity and they actually set the table for it. They could have and should have used Drew McIntyre last night on NXT. And I'll take your phone calls. Taz show. Sit tight. Be right back. to play it a new podcast network featuring radio and tv personalities talking business sports tech entertainment and more play it at play.it all righty all righty here we go uh we are still in this thursday edition of the Taz show gonna talk some more nxt here gonna Say how they should have and what they should have done done with Drew McIntyre, their champ, yesterday. Also, a little while going to talk about, uh, well, Brian Cushing. You guys know this great linebacker from uh, USC. Also plays, obviously, for the Houston Texans. Well, we're going to talk about him a little bit, too. Because I have some thoughts and opinions. He's suspended for 10 games, which is insane. That's a lot of games. And I'll get into why and what happened. Uh, so, listen, as you guys know, the support for the Taz Show comes directly from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. They understand that the home plays a big role in your life and family. That's why they created Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. 
And guess what? The best part, it's super simple. We've had fans call the Taz show here and talk about Rocket Mortgage. People I've never even met, never even spoke to like privately to do this. And they, 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 they've utilized my code and utilized uh, Rocket Mortgage by Quicken, Quicken Loans because it's so easy and they make, they make the stress, they take the stress out of what you need to do. So whether you're looking to buy your first home or your 10th, with Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com slash TAZ. That's rocketmortgage.com slash TAZ. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states. NMLS, consumeraccess.org, number 3030. <laughs> it's Rocket Mortgage. So, as I was talking... Um, and I'll get to the phones here in a second. I know the phone lines are, are, are pretty jammed up here. Give me a second. Uh, and you asked me a question in a text or a message here, and I didn't get a chance to reply. I will tell you uh, right now, uh, yes. There's your answer. Okay, so that's a little kayfabe Jones. I can't leave people in on everything. Uh, what was I going to say? So I talked about Drew McIntyre, NXT. He's the champ. I'm a little, like, it's, look, it's not the end of the world that we don't see the guy, but I'm a little surprised. He is a new champ and all that jazz. And I give you my thoughts and opinions on that, like how and why we don't see him. And I don't understand why. And I'm a little perplexed, as I said. Now, they did something. Ah, uh, what match? Oh, it was the main event. Pete Dunne wrestled in a really stellar match against Wolfgang and uh, for the UK championship. Pete Dunne uh, remained, uh, you know, the winner and he remained champ. He, re re you know, re retained his championship. Now, during that match, <clears throat> I believe... One of the commentators, it might have been Percy Watson, um, he said uh, something along the lines about Wolfgang having some of his training, his, one of his trainers was in the past <laughs> Drew McIntyre, the NXT champ. I'm like, good lordy B. Right before this match started, I'm watching, I'm saying to myself, this would be a great opportunity for Drew McIntyre to be on color commentary during this match, to endorse these two guys, to endorse the UK champ. Let's hear from our current NXT champ, Andrew McIntyre. Give him a platform to speak while the match is going on. I didn't even know he helped train Wolfgang, and that would have been perfect right there. And then to, to tie it all together, you got the, the Undisputed Era running in at the end and beating up. They went at Dunn. They don't know if they touched Dunn, but they beat up um, Wolfgang. Point is, you could have had something happen where Drew McIntyre comes in from the announce desk to help those guys. He starts dropping the Undisputed Era, and then it's the numbers game, the, the cliche, and it's three-on-one, and they beat down McIntyre again. And it would have been a perfect tie-in segue. Now, look, it. I got to be honest. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know if, if Drew McIntyre has been at these shows or not. I don't know if he's backstage. I don't know what his story is. I, I have no clue. You know, I have no clue. So, I, again, I'm not one of these guys, I've said it many times and I'll say it again, that talks to sources and finds things out and then comes out here. I don't need sources. I give a thoughts, opinions, and sometimes I'm not right. Sometimes I'm not. Sometimes my, well, an opinion really is an opinion. But sometimes I'll say something, like, for example, okay, Dennis, you remember the other night um, with Raw, I flipped out that Brock Lesnar did not have an interest. Correct. Well, apparently on some TV providing providers, they he did have an entrance. Apparently. Uh, excuse me? Apparently. 
did you you didn't see the show, right? No, not not all of it. I didn't see the Brock part. Let me get this straight. Let's just we'll sidetrack you. Oh, if you listen closely to Dennis, he hears a blender in his head. I don't mean a milkshake. I mean a blender. <laughs> so you don't watch Raw. You don't watch NXT. You don't have to watch wrestling no more. That's how you're just an expert. That's how this goes. Oh, how are no. you going to do Dead Air? How are you going to do your wrestling show, Dead Air? How are you going to do it if you don't watch the show? Dead Air is not a wrestling show. It's just it's just Ant and I just, just calm. It's it's a like meditation Grant. hour. Yeah, playing craft. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, dude. All kidding aside, I, I, apparently some people the entrance happened on. I, I, I didn't get it. I have satellite TV, Digital Jones, um, uh, and uh, may, maybe that's the reason why. I don't know. I mean, because I had like a promo before my before on my show on my uh, gimmick on my TV. I I saw quasi his entrance, like him get as he's getting in the ring. I flipped out on some people. On Facebook Live. And then I had somebody uh, say that I owe an apology. Did you hear this, Dennis? I, I don't want to get any name names. But someone said I owe an apology to the audience. Uh, no, I'm not apologizing. Um, and I sound like Dennis now. Um, no, that, that's old <laughs> Dennis. That's not my gimmick anymore. That's true. Your gimmick is now don't show prep, don't watch the show, don't do your job, and disappear once 10 a.m. rolls around. Got it. Disappearing okay. Dennis. Your new gimmick is Invisible Man Jones. That's your new gimmick. Um, no, I, I I don't know what happened, dude. I, I, I didn't – I'm not apologizing for anything. I, I don't want to sound like old school Dennis, but I'm just not. I, I have nothing to apologize for. I mean, the only thing I could apologize for is that, well, uh, that my provider didn't have the promo. I mean, didn't have his interest. I, I, I don't control that. Now, maybe – uh, now, I'm not a TV producer or an executive. I don't know how I, I've been in TV a lot of years, but it doesn't make me an expert. I mean, in that regard, to like who has what programming, who has to do, who's paying, um, who's got to pay bills, who's got a promo spot because they're getting paid for it, meaning a network. I, I, I can't get into all that. <clears throat> so I don't know if you have whatever, a cable provider or you have Dish Network or you have DirecTV or you're watching on a gimmick box or so I don't. I, sometimes different things air or different things are taken out. Believe it or not, that does happen. I don't know if you're familiar with that, Dennis, but that's true. I've. Um, I don't know the X's and O's of it, but yeah, that is definitely true. Bottom line is, I'm not apologizing for shit. So. Nor should you. I'm not. Just not. There's not. There's nothing for me to apologize for. Let's go uh, first caller of the day. Let's go to uh, Rob in the UK. You're on the Taz show. What do you say, homie? Hey, Taz. How's it going, man? Good. How you doing, mate? Hey, Taz. Yes, sir. I hear you. How are you? You can hear me, mate. Yes, I hear yeah. you. Good, man. Good. And happy anniversary to you guys. Thank you. You know, this is uh, the only thing I've listened to as regularly as my wife nagging me to clip the hedges, you know. <laughs> Yeah, good one. I like it. All right. <laughs> Taz, my man, I've got two things for you. I wanted to share a, a prediction uh, as pertains to Braun Strowman, and I wanted to ask you a question as well. Is that okay? Yes, sir. Please do. Okay. So, Braun, he is a gift, man. He is an absolute gift. I haven't been this excited about a superstar for quite some years now, and uh, I had this dream that the warlord... And Ray Mysterio, they had a baby, and that's what came out Braun Strowman. <laughs> now, I think, that was good. 
Taz, yeah, yeah. Taz, I'm worried, man. And and do you know why? Because I think they're recycling some uh, some storylines with him, with the Big Show and the collapsing ring. And don't get me wrong, their matches they had were splendid. They were they were superb, dude. But do you think they're heading towards with him at No Mercy? He's gonna have uh, Brock Lesnar. He's uh, he's gonna have Paul Heyman turn on him. That's what I think. And they're gonna put the belt on Braun. And that's how they're going to get to WrestleMania. And that's the, the uh, you'll recall back in the 2000s, that's the heel turn they did with a big show and they had him turn on, on Brock again. What do you think? Could I be right there? Uh, I'm going to be honest with you, Rob. You, I hope you're right. That's great. Um, yeah. I, I, love, I love that concept, Rob. Um, could you be right? Yeah, I think you could be right. I mean, I think, but... I don't think you're right. I know it's going to sound weird. Just give me a chance to explain myself. I, I think you could be right. Because that's oh, Let me finish. That that could be something that's very cool. I don't think that – I don't think Paul Heyman would want that, uh, uh, the real Paul Heyman, and I don't think the real Brock Lesnar would want that. So they might give some pushback, maybe, because they are a, a great duo um, in regards to Paul being the mouthpiece. And I think that once Brock decides to hang them up eventually down the road, I think that they want to go down that, that maybe – he never turned on Brock, but for business, I think your idea is phenomenal. Uh, I, I wish I could take credit for it, because that's a great idea. I, I love your idea, seriously. Oh, cheers, man. Oh, I'm tough with that. I should uh, send my uh, resume over to to WWE. Eh? Yeah, they'll, yeah, they'll just blow you off. They'll ignore you. Uh, that's what they'll do, Rob. But I appreciate you calling, mate. Uh, uh, good job, I right have there, a my question. friend. Is it cool? Quick question. Yeah, go ahead. Can I can I ask a quick question? So I made a, a kind of pact with myself. I wanted to go and see more wrestling in the UK, okay? So in uh, November, I've booked to go and see WWE, which is cool, and you know what you're getting with that, and, and I'm enjoying that. But um, I'm going to see uh, Tommy Dreamer in a show in Coventry, which is not far okay. from where I live, in October. Now, you can pay an extra £10. Now, Taz... My man, that's probably about 15 bucks. That's 15 right. bucks, man, um, to meet him. Do you think, is that a sound investment? Would it be worthwhile investing that money to say well, that, to, listen, to Tommy Rob, Dreamer? I, I can't, Rob, I am no one to tell. Listen, I thank you for calling, by the way, Rob. I appreciate the call and good idea on that turn thing. I can't tell you how to spend your money. If you want to spend your money to meet someone, that's your prerogative. I mean, that's up to you. I mean, that this is meet and greets or appearances have been going on, uh, not just in wrestling and sports and other stuff for years. I mean, uh, there's always a fee involved if you're going to meet someone or take a photo with them or maybe they're going to sign something for you or sign an 8x10 or sign a ma an old magazine you have or a DVD cover, whatever. You know, <clears throat> I, I've done this and so many wrestlers have. Uh, that's your prerogative. I, I can't tell. I, I don't know. I mean, I, it's tough for me. I don't know your finances I, and I don't care about your finances to be frank um i don't i don't know i don't know how to answer that question i mean um now if dennis jones and anthony which i think is maybe a good idea ah oh, this guy just gave me a good idea we should set up a meet and greet we should have you guys do appear i get a lot of offers to do appearances and i respectfully turn them down i'm just busy i'm working all the time you dennis and anthony are not busy so it might be good for you guys to go in my place that could be a good idea. Now, do we have to do we have to be forthright and be like, look, I Taz can't go, but I can send my I could send my my team. Now, 
Or no. are we just going to go, we're going to no, go no, no, as no, no, you? No. no, this is what we do. We swerve the people that want me to do the appearance. So let's say, you know, uh, whatever, uh, you know, uh, Mike Hunt is doing a, he's doing a, you know, he's doing a whole appearance thing and he's doing a big show and he wants to hire has to come with some other wrestlers or whatever. So I'm like, well, look, I'll be there. No problem. We, we firm up on the money. I'm like, yeah, I'm in, you know, I'm in. And we just kayfabe Mike Hunt. And then what we do is we just have you and Anthony show up wearing Taz show shirts and just tell Mike, look, uh, Taz could make it, but he sent us, so we'll even stay an extra ten minutes to sign autographs. That I, could maybe get over. That's not a bad idea. I'd be, I'm absolutely willing to try it. Okay, Terrell and Phoenix, uh, you're on the Taz show. Uh, what do you say there, Haas? How's it going? Hey, good moment, Taz. How you doing? Good moment, buddy. Hey, um, I just had a quick question. Um, so I've been enjoying all the stuff with, uh, you know, Roman Reigns Johnson. I'm a big fan of both guys. I feel like they're both underrated, um, underappreciated, if you ask me, uh, along right. with the men. Uh, hold on. I, Terrell, I, I agree with the unappreciated part. I do. I, I agree with that. Um, and so, I, you know, obviously I, I've enjoyed the, 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 you know, the promos and everything. Um, however, I feel like it's, it's starting to get a little bit too much. I feel like I, I – I'm comparing it to the McGregor and uh, Mayweather thing where they're just, like, you know, <laughs> insulting each other, basically. Um, yes, sir. However, yep. Yep. Um, I just wanted your opinion. So I feel like next week, that I feel like they should just do, like, a whole big pull-apart. Um, I know you're a big fan of the pull-aparts. And so, you know, I feel like Cena should come out. He should just be, like, uh, you know, start, you know, insulting Reigns. Be like, oh, Reigns, you know, what are, what are you going to say, Roman? And then Roman just, you know, like a badass say, you know, you know what, you, I, I told you, you know, I told you before you talk so much and then they just start, you know, fighting all over the place and, you know, you just bring out all the, the whole locker room basically to kind of pull them apart, but they keep, you know, going at each other. I just feel like that, that'd be something cool they, they could do with them. Uh, it's not a horrible idea. I wouldn't do it here, Terrell, with these two guys. And if you remember the other day, I was saying this, that it's too, it's getting too much with them. Uh, verbally bobbing back and forth with the quasi-shoot stuff on the microphone. It's getting old and played out. Uh, I definitely don't think they'll do it this week. I de definitely think they're smart enough to realize that. Or, you know, they've heard me say stop. Uh, who knows? But I digress. But the thing is, I wouldn't do a pull-apart, bro. I would do something different. And I believe, uh, Terrell, help me on this, who got the last word in this last verbal battle? It was definitely Cena, wasn't it? Right, yeah. He went out. He uh, was talking about the, the drug testing. Right. On oh, the drug test line. Right. OK. Which was stiff for sure. Um, and for anybody who thinks that, you know, <laughs> Roman Reigns didn't know that was coming, you're out of your mind. OK, trust me. No one's going to go and, and share a locker room with someone and, and work with someone and just completely bring something like that up and disrespect them about a drug test if, if they're not clearing it and the company's clearing it. So don't get worked here, folks. That's the first thing. Second of all, what I would do, Terrell, with these two guys is um, I would have. John Cena, either uh, something along the lines of maybe he's getting to do his entrance where he comes out, uh, not for a match, maybe it is for a match, whatever, uh, something, or he's backstage getting interviewed. I, my point, what I'm getting at is I would have Roman Reigns completely attack him from behind, blindside him, attack him, beat down, big heat. Terrell, I got to let you go, but thanks for calling. I appreciate you because I got to let you go. I got a lot of things rocking here. I apologize. Um, but... Um, I would, that's what I would do. I would go heat, 
for Roman Reigns, he's more of, I think, the guy they want to be the heel here. And I would go him just beating the living daylights out of uh, out of Cena. Hey, Dennis, when is uh, what's the pay-per-view? No Mercy, right, that they're wrestling? The 24th, correct. Is that next week? Today's the – it's in 10 days, so a week from Sunday. All right, so yeah, so that would be – oh. Okay, yeah, so that means the go-home for No Mercy would be this Monday, right? Correct, yes. Perfect. So you go in with Heat, with, with John getting beat up. Uh, they can't go to blood route because it would happen with Vince because we saw blood already. Um, I would go Heat. I would go him just straight up attacking from behind, some kind of a behind attack, uh, either maybe seen as showing up at the building or you know something like that or – I think you want to have it in the arena. You don't want to do it backstage unless you make it spiel into the arena from backstage, something like that, just spitballing. Uh, yeah, I, I would definitely go that route. I, I would go that route with the Heat, to, definitely, my opinion. Uh, I would go where John Cena is the one who, who's down and out, unless they're going to go the route where John Cena is going to win at No Mercy, which I don't think would be smart, but maybe they're going that route. Um, I think you want to build in the guy that's going to be there for a, a longer term than John. In my opinion, um, but what the the uh, I, I don't know. I, I think they're building up good. They just went a little too far with the deal with, with you know with with, with Roman and um, and John in the ring. It's getting a little too played out. And I think that uh, Terrell, that caller from Phoenix, made a great point, a good analogy. It was a lot like it's it's been a lot like McGregor Mayweather, where it's getting a little played out. And it seems like that's where WWE is kind of. Got their inspiration or hacked uh, what uh, MMA and boxing did, to be honest with you. Uh, let's go uh, to another call here. Let's go to Francis in Ireland, uh, old school Taz show fan. Francis, uh, what's going on there, house? Hey, what's going on, Taz? Uh, Dennis, what's the story, man? Story with what? <laughs> yeah, no, I just, it's, it's an Irish saying. I just wanted to get your response to it. It was uh, underwhelming. Anyway, uh, <laughs> story of uh, my uh, life. Francis, he, Francis, the, Francis, the guy's never been anywhere. He wouldn't know. I knew what you meant. He doesn't know that. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't understand. I was giving him a chance. Anyway, uh, yeah, Taz, the, the guy from the UK kind of stole my question a little bit, but I'll try and just change it up. But it was about Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar. I just, I guess I just wanted to put Braun over huge and just say, like, I'm enjoying everything the guy's doing. I think uh, it's a big credit to him and to WWE how they've built him, and uh, you know that that this is like a legitimate feud. Like me as a fan, I, like I really think like this could go either way. Um, the match at No Mercy. So I guess my question for you is, do you think that they will? Do you think that Braun is ready to be champion from what you see? Because as a fan, from what I see, I, I, it looks like he is. But uh, just from your perspective, I guess because you look at you know the more intricate things being a yeah. networker and stuff. Well, it's a good, Francis, it's, it's a good question, really good question. I mean, you know, I've thought of it myself, what you're asking. I mean, you know, I, I pondered it, seriously. Like, look, man, Francis, we know the push is there, right? I mean, they're pushing the hell out of him, and, and he's he's doing a great job handling the push, you know? But I just, I look, he gets an amazing reaction. He's become a big star. He's shown a lot of athleticism, athleticism for a guy his size. He's had a lot of good matches uh, for a big, thick, powerful power lifter you know massive man he's definitely like i said athletic i just right. and i i gotta put my finger on i gotta really i just feel like there's still just something missing from him his promo work is good for what it is it's they keep him in his lane except when 
he comes out holding a microphone. That shit I hate. You know, if they have a, a person interviewing him backstage, I hate that. People backstage, these interview talking heads, these girls and guys should be shit scared of this guy and should not want to interview him or go near him. He should not. You got to make him almost uncontrollable, not uncontrollable, but you got to keep the gimmick strong like that to keep that mystique on him. But your question is about his is is he ready to be champion? Um, yeah. <laughs> first and foremost, I don't think it matters if I think he's ready. I think they're going to do it sooner rather than later. Uh, but I want to answer you um, from an in-ring perspective. Uh, selling tickets. Uh, I don't think so, and and I and I like the guy. I love watching him. I think he's an attraction, an amazing attraction. I don't think so, um, but I think he will be eventually. I just think there's something missing. Now we had the caller earlier saying about Paul Heyman turning. Maybe Paul turns on Brock, and then Paul is with Braun. Maybe a mouthpiece, something like that, is what what I think maybe maybe is missing from Braun. Just yeah, I, I don't know what it is. I'm not knocking Braun. I like Braun. I do. I, when he's on the show, I'm watching. I'm all eyes and ears. I'm in. I love him. I just do think there's something in, uh, uh, missing from him, just a tiny thing, and I don't know what it is. So I hate to be that guy, you know, Francis, who's saying, uh, no, he doesn't have that that it factor, whatever that it is, and I'm not telling you what that it is. You know what I mean? Right. To answer your question, I, just, I don't think yet he's ready to be champion. Just my opinion. But I don't think that's going to slow them down. I think they're going to put it on him eventually, sooner rather than later. Yeah, because you said the caller had said about um, maybe putting Heyman with him and stuff, which I, I don't think it's a bad idea. But I just I like Braun like talking. I think he has a real you know he has a deep voice like Brock. When Brock talks, I kind of understand why he doesn't talk as often because you know he's he's not as intimidating. I don't think for his look when when he talks like Braun is. And I I really like your idea of having the backstage interviewer, the talking heads, like you call them being scared to talk to him because that makes sense. He's a monster among men. He's like, you should be afraid of him. I like that idea. Well, I just, that's um, right, bro. And bro, Francis, Fran, he's the monster among men, but yet little women can interview him <laughs> and not be yeah, scared. That's you know? true. <laughs> they, they, they should run with that. Yeah. And, and, and Francis, thank you for calling, buddy. I appreciate it. Good points by you. Um, and, and the thing is, you know, like, um, I think that, uh, I, I think Francis makes a point about Brock's voice. He doesn't sound as intimidating. But as I go to get ready to go to break here, I'll let you think about this, though. Think about a guy named Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson sounded like when Dennis does the Seth impersonation. Okay, so <laughs> Mike Tyson. I'm, 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 right a, I'm, I'm impregnating you. So, so uh, I'm, I'm to fade you to oblivion. I'm going to eat your children. Don't eat my children. I got to feed that family. But yet Mike Tyson would get a ring and knock the mofo's head off. You know what I mean? So, but I, I get what Francis is saying. You know that that Brock. I'm sorry, uh, Brock's voice is not as um, intimidating as he would look. But I think that's what makes Brock special. Brock is him. He never tried to mask his voice or change it. Braun just sounds like what he looks like. Like I'm gonna kill you. I love it. I think it's great. I'm a mock for the guy. But um, uh, maybe putting a mouthpiece with him is with that little thing. There's just some tiny little bitty thing missing. I'm sure I'm going to be taken out of context by somebody that does a copy-paste uh, wrestling review show. Uh, I'm sure that's going to happen, uh, guaranteed. One hour down, one hour to go. We're going to break, bitches. Other side of break, we will be on Facebook Live at facebook.com slash the Taz Show. Uh, what's going on with Brian Cushing, uh, the great linebacker? Ten-game suspension. 
going to talk about that. Going to get into oh, a little more before that, a little more about NXT, some more thoughts I didn't get into. Take some more phone calls from you guys. Talk to some of you people on Facebook Live. Uh, Tash Show, sit tight. Network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Alrighty, yeps, yeps, yups. That's my new thing, yups. I don't go yeah and uh, yup, it's yups. Alrighty, yups. Yeah, yups. Yeah, we're back here. One hour down. One hour to go on this Thursday edition of the Taz Show. Was talking a good chunk of NXT. Still want to talk a little bit more about that. Uh, we're also on Facebook Live, by the way, at facebook.com slash the Taz Show. If you want to jump on there, you can do that from your office, your gym, your house, from your home office, your kitchen, your car, whatever the F you people do. Maybe you're on a plane, train, automobile, whatever you're doing. I don't know. I don't care. As long as you're pulling the tash away, that's all that matters. It's all about me. That's what you people need to real. Hey, that's the key. So I'm getting confirmation. We are live on Facebook right now. Yes, we are live there. We're always on Facebook. We do a lot of Facebook live here on the Taz Show. I'm a big fan of it. So it works out well for what we do here. In the way I do my show, it's perfect for you guys and me to interact with each other. I love it, and I appreciate CBS, CBS uh, having everything set up the way we have it all set up, which is uh, pretty legit. So also some more thoughts on the NXT um, that I didn't get a chance to get into. I talked a little bit, or a lot of it, I should say, about they did this huge Oscar package. I did talk about that in the first segment, and I was saying that, well, what about the NXT champion, Drew McIntyre? All due respect to Asuka, I love her, but Jiminy Crickets, uh, she, she's old news uh, in, uh, you know, NXT. We got to move on with the current, and that's our new NXT champion that we haven't seen since uh, really much at all <clears throat> since he got beat down by the Undisputed Era of Fish O'Reilly and Cole. So I think, and I, I did pitch a pretty good idea out here, what they could have and should have done because the table was set during the Pete Dunn-Wolfgang match where you had Percy Watson, uh, who's, at my, at my frank, honest opinion, still struggling a little bit on commentary. Um, I'll get into that in a second. You had, you had Pete Dunne, I'm sorry, you had uh, um, Percy Watson saying that Wolfgang was trained uh, partially by, uh, in the past, by Drew McIntyre. Well, that would have been a great opportunity to have Drew McIntyre on color commentary during that match. He's a new NXT champ. He puts over the, the UK championship, endorses that a little bit, Puts over Wolfgang because he helped train him. Says something about Pete Dunne because the guy's a tremendous competitor. Uh, and then gets his shots in here and there about the undisputed era that, he, you know, these guys, are they're snakes. They're attacking. They're doing this. William Regal said no more attacks. And I'm going to get my hands on one of those guys. Bah, 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 bah. And then once they do the run-in on freaking um, on, on the match on Pete Dunne and Wolfgang at the end of the match after Pete Dunne won, that's when you have... <laughs> Drew McIntyre leaves the announce desk and he attacks the Undisputed Era and starts beating the piss piss at them. And then the numbers games takes over and they beat up McIntyre again. And William Regal next week has finally had enough. That's it. I'm putting you over the match. We're doing something, whatever. 
because he's threatened the Undisputed Era, Cole, O'Reilly, and uh, Fish already. He told them, I need matches. You can't be doing run-ins. And they did it again. So I'm sure we'll hear next week from William Regal something. But Jiminy Crickets, I got to see the NXT champion. Give me something. Give me something with this guy. Come on. You got to get this guy over. We haven't seen him. I don't get it. I don't get it. I just don't. I, I'm just stuck on that. I didn't I, I didn't want to talk about that in this segment because I, I talked about it earlier, but it's just it's something that's bothering me. So um, earlier in NXT, we saw a two-on-one situation with the females. Ruby Riot was in a match against Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. Well, Ruby Riot, <clears throat> she was the victor. She won the match, but she had some help. Uh, Nikki Cross came in and, and tagged herself in, which was kind of a little funky. And a little shady the way they did this because it, the announcers kind of protected themselves and the angle a little bit. The announcers said the right thing. Like they were kind of speculating like, well, is this legal? Because we saw Nikki Cross just get on the apron and kind of tag herself in to help Ruby Riot, Because Ruby Riot and Nikki Cross have, have been, you know, uh, not, al- not, al- not, not allies. Easy for me to say. So um, they didn't call it a quote-unquote, handicap match, which I, I hate that that term um, because it's it's very inside term and it also could be considered a little negative, uh, you know, if you think about the, the words. Um, but they, they didn't do that, which I thought was good. They just said it's a tag match, but Ruby Riot wants to go at it herself. I thought that was good the way the announcers handled that. I like the way NXT handled that. I think that's cool. Uh, that Ruby Riot should do something like that. I, the, the, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce are great. I'm a big mark for these two girls. They did tag themselves in and out, which doesn't hurt them, even though they did lose, but they lost because Nikki Cross, it was an even situation. It was two on two at that point. And then Nikki Cross left and let Ruby just win. And and Ruby Riot um, had great facial expressions, like perplexed why, what just happened. You know, she did a good job of that. Um, you know, Percy Watson said something to her. I think it was him who said, you know, you could, he, he described he tried to describe the look on Ruby Riot's face after Nikki left, after Ruby won. And I thought Percy, his words, his content was the right thing to say. Like, he explained it right. I thought that was good. Um, just like later on, he mentioned about, you know, Drew McIntyre helping train Wolfgang, all that kind of stuff. Some of Percy Watson's content, like what he's saying, is the right thing. I think there's a problem uh, with his timing. And I think there's a problem for sure with his voice. I don't think he has a voice that can just barrel through all the other audio that's around him. You know, in the, the um, I almost called it the impact zone, because that's what it reminds me of. Full sale reminds me of like the same crowd that was in Orlando at the impact zone all the time in TNA. So at the uh, full sale, the, the audio, the sound that's around him, um, the sounds in his headphones, the sounds of the wrestlers, the sounds of the ring, of the bump sounds, or some are called boink sounds, all of that stuff, your voice has to be able to cut through and pierce through that as a broadcaster in anything. I don't care what you're calling, unless you're calling golf. Because golf is a very quiet sport where, you know, football or even baseball is not, or basketball. Basketball is like calling wrestling because you're in an arena, so the sound all sits in there, okay? Um, it may be not as many people as you would at a football game or a soccer game, um, you know, or a baseball stadium. It's still, there's a lot of people, that's a lot of noise, 
uh, yeah, you have a microphone to broadcast, but you gotta you gotta pierce through that. Um, you know, I just heard, actually coincidentally the other day, uh, Dennis, I heard Francesa. I was listening to Mike Francesa, and he was saying something similar about Rex Ryan. This was after I went on the air and said Rex Ryan doing Monday Night Football. I think his insight is phenomenal. The guy knows the game like the back of his hand. He's been a head coach at the Jets, the Bills, defensive coordinator. His brother's a defensive guy. His father was Buddy Ryan, one of the greatest defensive defensive minds in the history of the NFL. So the guy knows the freaking game. But I said something about his audio, like his mic. I don't know what it is. It's got to be piercing through. And what Francesa went on the air, like later on that day, after I said that, not that he hacked me, but what Francesa said was kind of what I'm saying about Percy Watson. The voice needs to cut through all of that sound around you, right? That, that, that was like white noise. Dennis, you're an audio expert. <laughs> Um, you're an audio uh, guy. <laughs> Excuse me, you're an audio expert. Maybe you can give a little insight to what I mean about how a voice needs to broadcast through stuff. So, first off, it helps when you have like a voice like yourself or Francesco, just this naturally, or I guess Ant for Ant's voice is optimal. Well, let's be honest. Well, let you make a good point, Dennis, because. <laughs> Let's let's call a spade a spade here. Anthony's voice, he probably has the best bo- voice in broadcasting. I mean, uh, and you do have a future, my friend, in doing voiceover work. I'm not kidding. Yeah, I could do a lot of scary monsters. Okay, that's not what I wanted to hear. Um, I mean, you know, it, it's like if, if you, you know, if you're like the way your voice is, like if, you know, you could say like, hey, uh, you know, uh, like Chips Ahoy cookies, you know, like. Say something like this. Go buy Chips Ahoy's cookies. They are delicious. Try that. Eat Chips Ahoy's cookies. They are delicious. I could do like the voiceover for like your biopic when we make a movie in the future. In a world, one man, a dead hand, Taz, runs the game. Coming fall to a theater near you. That was better than the cookie commercial. I'll tell you that. (laughs) Cookie commercial was the shits. Um, okay, let's, They're delicious. Really so, okay, <laughs> continue with your thought about the audio. What I'm saying about Percy Watson, but what I was saying about Rex Ryan, but continue what you were saying, Dennis. Go ahead. So if you, if you don't have a voice like, like an aunt yourself or Francesca that's just naturally bassy and, and deep, you've got to amplify yourself because, I mean, Ant's a perfect example. When we cut to him, uh, he's got the ambient noise in the – whatever we, we call his his cave and just natural sound from being in a booth in a studio wherever in a if, if you're calling a wrestling match in the arena you're going to hear the background noise of the fans you know the mat itself making noise everything and that all plays these microphones are, are top of the line they're going to pick up everything so you've got to set yourself apart where either get closer to the mic use be loud you got to project is i mean at the right. crux of it you don't talk don't talk to like if you were in studio I'm looking at me and you don't talk to you talk to the audience you got to be bigger you have to broadcast and the key is and I love the fact that Francesca mentioned this on his show and it's what I've been saying for the longest time about Maronalo it's like the key is not to scream so that's where what you just said you explained it kind of good and you're right uh, and and it's the thing is as a broadcaster no matter what you're calling you cannot, especially in a live venue, like I'm not calling a live venue right now, but I've done it obviously, but you can't scream over the audience. You can't scream over the game. You can't scream over the match. You have to project your voice 
broadcast your voice, but you have to have what we call in the business, not wrestling, just in the business of TV and radio, it's called pipes. You have to have the pipes. Now, Dennis, that is an inside term you are very familiar with. Yes, pipes is well put. I, I haven't heard pipes in a while, but pipes is absolutely inside radio terminology or that broadcasting. That is an inside radio and TV term for broadcasting, pipes. Pipes is what you don't have to be a genius to figure out what I'm saying. That That's what I'm talking about. Percy Watson, and I, 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 the guy, you can see he's doing his prep work. He does not have the pipes. Um, neither does Nigel. <laughs> the, the difference with Nigel McGuinness is he has more of a higher pitched voice. Now, that's a whole different, another level of being able to broadcast. So he has a higher pitched voice. He can broadcast and he can pierce through. Okay, where Morrow, so there's your bass treble. From an audio perspective, you have a good balance with Mauro Ronaldo and Nigel. Nigel, treble. Mauro, bass. Well, what do you need for good stereo audio? Treble and bass. I'm not an audio guy, and I know that. And then you have Percy, which I don't know his voice. It's kind of choppy. It's not there. It's just not bass. It's not treble. I, I, so, I, 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 you know, there's only so much an audio technician can do for you with the, with, the, with the output of the gain of your voice. So this is real inside stuff. I'm very deep in here. I'm going to back out of it a little bit and back out of it a little bit because I'm talking over a lot of people's heads right now. But to me, these are the things I listen to when I watch a fucking wrestling match. That shit's important to get your voice out there without screaming at me. Oh, my God, it's a fucking armbar. That's not how you want to do it. That's not the key. Oh my God, it's an armball. You know, you gotta, you gotta use a, a way to back off your voice as you're projecting your voice. You know, uh, Jim Ross has done this his whole career. He's more of a bassy voice where Jerry Lawler was the treble. Michael Cole and, and yours truly. Michael Cole is the treble voice. I was the, be- the bass voice. You know, um, I know when I worked with JR, I backed off a little bit because he had he had more of a bassy voice than me, so I would back off a little bit. I couldn't be treble, but I know we could balance, and we did. You know, it's important to have that balance. Most good teams have that that balance. You know, if you go back to Jesse Ventura and Vince McMahon days, I mean, Jesse was the bass and Vince was the treble. You know, I mean, it's, these these are facts, ladies and gentlemen. These are facts. These are, I'm I'm learning you right here. I'm learning you. Now, Percy, he's just. Ugh. He's kind of floating all over there with his voice. I don't get it. He just can't. I don't. I, when I say what I don't get it, I don't get that they still have him in that role. I, I mean, I think he he seems like he's a good guy. You know, he he does his homework. He does. I mean, I'd put him in a different position. I just don't think he's not projecting. He can't. Like he don't have the pipes. It's not his fault. That's not his fault. You can't teach someone to have pipes. It's not possible. Uh, it's just not possible. It's just not going to happen. It's just you, you can train and voice train and, and help it, but you, you, you're you not going to get to a level that you need to get. Some things are just either God-given or you start at a younger age and you could work your voice. Another thing I want to say before I move, and I'll move on about the voice thing. Maybe some people don't give a shit about this, but whatever. Um, you can also, as once I became a broadcaster, I made sure I trained my voice. And, and just like singers do. And you train your voice. Um it's not going to go from like, – I don't. I think Percy could train his voice all he wants, and I don't think it's going to get to the point where he has pipes. I just don't think – because he's kind of in that middle of having a little treble and have a little bass. So I, I think for him it would be really, really hard. Just just listening to the man's voice. Um, 
I, I, I can tell you this is something you guys don't know. Like, what happens is announcers, uh, broadcasters, no matter what they do, radio, TV, sports, whatever it is, wrestling, um, you have your esophagus and your muscles. We all have these muscles in our throat, in our, in our, in our you know, where our voice box is. <clears throat> and people who do broadcasting, your voice, your muscles are bigger, stronger. They're more developed uh, because of this, um, you know, because of speaking for a living. But here's the other problem. In your regular life, like at home, like, uh, you know, I remember like when Michael Cole's wife and my wife met and he, he came to my house. This was a while back, years ago. And and uh, and they, we were just hanging out and, and the girls were shooting the shit. And, um, and they both had the same thing. And they were both saying to each other, like, uh, you know, we both scream at home. Like we talk loud, not scream. We talk very loud around the house uh announcers do that like people who do broadcasting just speak loud okay it's just it comes out that way and and one of the main reasons is, is what we have in our ear we used to have headphones on or earbuds or something so most people who are broadcasters are partially you you, you definitely get to that point of being deaf uh, because you have so much loud noises in your eardrums all the time man broadcasting 101 teaching people shit right up here dennis do you hear this See, and the problem is, is because now I got to remind you, like, what a free lunch you're providing. What a free lunch. It's like I'm the Connecticut School of Broadcasting here, but different. Yo, bro, check out CSB. It helped me get to where I am. <laughs> That's, uh, <laughs> what's his name? Uh, Evan and Joe. Joe, uh, Joe Beningo Joe, here. Joe Beningo. Joe Beningo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, look at Michael Wade. He goes, uh. He should have put it in all caps. I don't know why you did this, Mike. Uh, he's saying, back when Michael Cole talked to you. Uh, excuse me? I don't know. I, I think he's joking. I hope he's joking. I, I don't know. I talked to him last week. Uh, but how would you know that? Um, <laughs> so I don't get that. I don't know what that means. Ignacio Vasquez, a nice thing on Facebook Live. Hashtag walk with Taz. I like that. I like that, by the way. I like that. Who wants to walk with Elias? Yes, I like that. I like that. I like that. I like that. Um, what was the other thing? Uh, oh, back to NXT. So what I was saying was, um, I, I think that it, it's a thing with with a guy like Percy, where he's saying some good stuff. He just maybe I don't know. Maybe from an audio perspective, the technicians can help him a little bit, get his mic a little hotter, a little louder, something. It's just sometimes it's hard to hear him. Um, I don't know what it is, um, but I, I do know I'm going to move on from that because I do want to talk about some other matches, some other stuff here. Uh, what I was going to get into was uh, this right here. The Gargano versus Riddick Moss match. Okay, so I, I, I had not seen Riddick Moss work a whole bunch. I saw a little bit of him a while back, but I can tell you I'm a fan of this guy. Uh, he is a big bitch. Okay, uh, he is a big mofo. Okay, I'm talking about not just a muscular, but he's a thick, big, raw bone, powerful looking son of a bitch. I mean, I'm telling you, dude is money. And he's a pretty good worker for a young guy, for a guy who's a little greener. Um, you know, uh, you know, he, he needs some experience, uh, which is another thing. I got to go back to Percy. Damn it. I forgot to mention this, and I hate to do it. I'm killing this poor Percy guy, and I don't mean to. Damn it. It's, I have to tell you, it's awkward for me to hear Percy at times say that someone's inexperienced. He did it twice last night about a couple different talents. And, and it's not that it's horrible he's saying that, but 
when I hear him say that, I'm thinking, dude, you're inexperienced. Like, why would you call someone inexperienced in what they do when you're inexperienced at what you're doing as you're telling me that they're inexperienced what they're doing? Hello? You know what I mean? Like, that doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get that out. Um, so, Volgano, we all know he's tremendous. This guy's a tremendous talent. Uh, I, I, I'm looking forward to when he ends up on Raw or SmackDown. He is, he's money. I mean, Gargano's money. He's been money for years in the business. So this is, this is a guy who's just paid his dues, worked his ass off, no shortcuts. He can get it done, as they say. Put this guy in the 205 division and let him just soar. I mean, he's money, money, money for sure. Um, I like his promo work, too. He's got some sarcasm to him, which I think is cool about him. Uh, and he can back it up. People like him. There's a connectivity with him. The, the people, they like him. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, they, they like him. Um, Riddick Moss, heel Jones, big, nasty heel, laid up, layup match here. The heel is a big, rugged, strong guy. The baby face is a smaller guy. Um, these guys told a very good physical story. Um, I did not like the finish. I don't like the fact that you're selling how big and strong Riddick Moss is, which he is. And then you have Gargano win with a slingshot spear between the top and second rope, which was done great. That shouldn't be enough to beat this guy the way that match was going, in my opinion. It's not the end of the world, but I just don't think that should have happened like that. I think a different finish, a more high-impact spot would have been better as opposed to a slingshot spear in my uh, viewpoint. That That's how I see that, okay? So I just had to get that out. Again, Dennis, I'd love to ask you. You didn't see it. Anthony, did you see NXT? I did not, sir. There we go. So that proves the point, a couple of things, uh, that uh, you two guys basically, once the show's over, hey, I barnacled enough today, I could move on with my night, and I could watch the Yankees, I could watch stuff online, I could go listen to other shows and, and not do my due diligence to maybe uh, pay attention to the grappling game. And that's okay. I understand that. Were you working it? I was not. Oh, well, I, actually, I was, but I was home by the time NXT was on. Really? Okay. So, you, so I like that. So, basically, you're saying you had, you could have watched it. That's what you're saying, basically. Yeah, I didn't want to lie. <laughs> I, I like the honesty. Uh, by the way, you're fired. Um, Wait, oh. But I'll fire uh, Aunt, uh, Dennis before you. I actually can't fire you, but I could have Seth fire you guys. That's for sure. Isn't no, that I'd love I to. Have... Fourth time coming, baby. It's it's coming. All right, I can't follow that. I got to go to break. Um, so on that note, I told you I would talk uh, a little bit about Brian Cushing, the linebacker who was suspended. I'll get into that in a little bit here. I, I think I might have summed up a good chunk of my NXT thoughts. I hope I did. I think I did. Um, take a couple more phone calls on the other side of break. Interact with some of you guys on Facebook Live. Uh, and then uh, uh, we're out of here. So be right back. Tasha, sit tight. to play it a new podcast network featuring radio and tv personalities talking business sports tech entertainment and more play it at play.it all righty we are back here fourth quarter city last segment of the taz show and it's thursday edition thank you everybody for listening live or watching live i appreciate it maybe you're checking out the podcast version of the Taz Show. Thank you. 
Maybe you're on Facebook Live right now watching the show or watching some audio on the uh, video on demand of Facebook. Um, you, you could be doing that at facebook.com slash the Taz Show. Share the show, guys, please, on there. Uh, share the show. We much appreciate it. It doesn't cost you anything to listen or watch my show. We'll give my content and uh, for you guys, for you guys to follow my content. If you like my content, if you don't, um, sorry. I don't know what to tell you. There's a lot of options out there. Move on. Um, so that's how it's going. Um, I'm going to get take a couple more calls here in this episode, this segment, I should say. Um, talk about Brian Cushing uh, from the Houston uh, Texans, who was suspended. Let me do that right now here, and before I jump into some phone calls. Um, so Houston's lineback- Houston linebacker Brian Cushing, who's a tremendous player, suspended 10 games for PEDs. He got uh, caught on that deal. It's his second suspension, uh, I believe, in 2010. Same thing happened. Uh, hey, uh, Dennis, do you happen to know how many how many games was he suspended in 2010? I don't know the answer. The original you know. suspension was four. Four. Okay. So, um, I've talked in the past about you know PEDs and drug testing in professional sports, and my thoughts on it. Um, I differ from a lot of people. I um. I don't know. It's it's a it's a controversial topic, but I I um. I don't um I don't have as big as a problem with it as a lot of people do. I say that uh, you're all grown men and women, all professional athletes, and if you want to put something in your body that could damage it, uh, it sucks that you would do that and probably not smart. But uh, I, I'm not saying it should be anarchy. Where just if I was the the if I was in, if the commissioner of the NFL, I would just say, all right, no more no more drug testing. I'm not saying that. Um, I'm not saying that at all. I don't. I don't know. I, I just feel like a 10-game suspension for PEDs. That's a lot. That's going to really affect that Houston defense. Um, that's going to affect this guy's career. It's the second time. This guy is a great player. Um, I don't care with or without PEDs. This guy was great in high school. He went to Bergen Catholic High School, New Jersey, which has a great football program. He also played at USC. Had a tremendous career. Um, and in the NFL, he's just been tremendous. So. Um, Texan fans probably bummed out over this. This is a big loss, and uh, uh, I don't, I don't, um, I don't get you know like that whole. I talked about this a long time ago here. I, I, I like the whole Major League Baseball thing with the home runs and you know Barry Bonds and Sammy Sosa and and uh, Mark McGuire and uh, what's his name? Uh, what was the other guy? Uh, Rafael Palmero. Thank you, Palmero. I can remember his name. Palmero. You know. Uh, I don't. That shit don't phase me. I, I don't get upset over that stuff. I don't. Pro athletes, look at this is a very, you know, people who bash it publicly that either have radio shows or TV shows or podcasts and they rip athletes when they get busted on PDs or come up dirty or something in their system. That a lot of times it could be something that you could buy over the counter that just doesn't gel or doesn't. Uh, that's not legal. Amongst what type of tests you take. Now, some people think when you take a, a, a drug test for, you know, you just take a drug test in the NFL, that's just a drug test. It's one big test. Let's take your urine and take and test it. That's not how it works. Okay. Same thing with, with, with in pro wrestling with WWE or uh, in any other pro sport. It's That's not how drug testing works. They have to do specific testing on specific things they are looking for. Well, we're testing strictly for cocaine. Okay. So we need to test. This person's blood or urine for cocaine. And every test, I think, I think, costs these companies money. Uh, we're testing for growth hormone. 
we're testing for marijuana. You know, we're testing for heavy oils and fats. Dennis fails instantly. <laughs> we're testing for excessive alcohol use. Dennis, you might fail. Um, correct? You might be. That's why my, uh, my my collegiate and professional career never took off. Excessive oils and fats. Yes, and your radio career is rapidly dying too. So, <laughs> because of this. But if we keep doing Grand Salami Slunkators, you will soar to new heights. That's the key. So, um, mm-hmm. I, I was actually, a side note from Brian Cushing, I was reading stuff, some of the, a couple of the posts on Facebook Live. I don't normally have a chance to do that, but I was reading some stuff. Some of you people on Facebook Live, you guys are a hoot. And I don't mean, I'm being sarcastic. Like, are you kidding? Like, I saw that girl, what's her name? Emily Alexander. She goes, I missed the chemistry between Dennis and uh, and Taz. Uh, two shot, please, Ann. Um Chemistry. Uh, I, I love the chemistry. I love hearing that. You know what I mean? She, she misses it? Well, dude, it's the thing is, like, people that, now, today's the anniversary. Of sh- I've been here two years doing live daily audio and video, right? Live show, right? So we, we talked about that at the top of the show. Thank you for the Kingsman to let me know that. because I didn't realize he tweeted us. Um, but people that have listened to watch the show for a long time, they've heard this this song and dance before. Oh, I missed the chemistry of you and the captain. I missed the chemistry with you and Seth. Oh, my God, your show's going to fail. I've heard this so much. Dennis, it's not a, slot, a shot at you, but I have had. I feel like I've had chemistry with everybody. That's what I've been told. Uh, my boss jokes at me about it. Like, you know, like, it. it um, Emily Alexander, I appreciate you pulling the show in. Thank you. I mean it. Keep doing it, please. Uh, uh, the chemistry, I, what happened? I, 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 Dennis is on camera right now. Dennis <laughs> is on mic. I mean, I, I, because I'm not in the same studio with him and he's not with me or me and Anthony are not in the same studio or cowboy. Who gives a shit? Stop. Stop, man. I mean, people are just, it, it, it's, it's, it, it's like, it's like people that ask questions. Like I was joking with somebody without getting to details on, on Twitter. Like, like when you ask too many questions, I, I, I respect that people feel like the show like they're part of the show, which is awesome. They are. The audience is part of the show. But when you ask questions like, when you tweet Mike Johnson, like, are you going to be on the Taz show? Like, or when you tweet like somebody, like publicly like that, it's like sometimes Mike doesn't know when he's going to be on. Sometimes we don't know if Mike can be on. Like, it's it's not, you, it's, you gotta, you guys kind of just like chill a little bit. Just most of the audience is chill and they're cool. They just take the show in and they interact with the show. But when you start getting into like meetings that we uh, points that we uh, things we bring up in production meetings or post show meetings that are private, meaning like questions like, well, sometimes we can have Mike on, or sometimes um, maybe it's a technical thing where uh, maybe Dennis is not on, or maybe it's maybe 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 Dennis pissed off Taz and Taz don't want Dennis on. That could happen too, correct, Dennis? I don't know about the last one, but the the first couple definitely are possible. That was nice of you. Very kind. You don't get you don't get angry. You're a uh... oh no, I don't get angry. No, you're very Never pleasant. Oh, you're such a lying bastard. No, that's why everybody misses you here. Like the 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 raid the raid I can't say it right. Rage cave. Yes, is is awesome for you because you don't like. But the positivity here is just in the toilet because we miss you. Because I'm a winner. That's why. Yeah, and we're and we're barnacles, and we have nobody to barnacle (laughs) off of now. 
No, no. It, it's look. I appreciate you saying. It's a you know when I'm there, the, the, I I kind of there's a certain energy, and I mean that nicely. Uh, not not put myself over, but I mean I bring an energy and I bring an expectation. But it doesn't matter. You guys need to put the same pressure on yourself. If I'm not in studio. Uh, or if I'm there, it don't matter because I, I got to put out the best show possible. And you guys do. So it, it's fine. I, you know, uh, if I was you guys, I'd be happy as shit that uh, Taz in the rage cave. I mean, you know, I wouldn't want I would want me there. You know, really? No, I mean, I wouldn't want me there at all. To to your point about uh, about the chemistry stuff, it's like it 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 doesn't matter. Like you're like you said, like I'm I'm on screen right now. You can if people are watching, it doesn't matter if we're across from each other. Like they. If we, if we had the same background as we did here, you wouldn't know the difference. And that's what we try yeah. and pride ourselves on. Make it. Well, that's true. A lot of shows, they fake, they fool you. That's a good point. Cody Green, Facebook Live. This is funny. Dual studio presentation, which I love that. Okay. DSP. That's the new name for what's going on here. Cody, thank you. I'm hacking you. He said, dual studio presentation keeps the flying footballs from happening and accidental camera shots from getting screwed up. He's right. Football's flying around hitting cameras. That can't happen now. That, that is an excellent point. Rick L. Flynn, 8 o'clock hour on Facebook Live? Question mark Jones. I guess he's in a different zone. Yeah, the show got pushed back, sir. We are uh, we are now 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. live Eastern. Eastern. John Cuttershaw, in all caps, this is the funniest Facebook tweet yet. Taz, you make me uncomfortable when you yell at Dennis. I love it. He put it in all caps. He gets the humor. I love that. See, that's good stuff. Speaking of Facebook, someone who interacts there a, a lot, let's speak to Tamia from D.C. on the Taz Show. What do you say, homie? Hello, everybody. What up, Tamia? How are you? Good. Um, I was watching NXT and two things stuck out, and I don't know if maybe I'm watching nitpicking too much, but I just wanted to hear your thoughts on it. Um, yes. The first was on the first match with the ladies. And it was with the referee, and I know I try to understand what the referee's job is, but at one point when um, one of the iconic duo had Ruby Riot, well, Ruby Riot had one of them in like a crab across the rope. I don't know if that's the right move. I think it was. I think Peyton Royce was the one that was caught in the hole. I think you. I think oh, I know where you're going, yeah. but continue. Yeah. So you know, usually I notice the ref. I'll tell the person, okay, get her off the rope, get off the rope. You have to do this. But this time I saw the ref literally put her hand on Ruby's hand to like break it. And I never noticed that the ref got that much involved. I'm sure they have sometimes. I was, I, I don't know. It just shocked me a little bit. Usually I notice them like verbally telling them to stop it. Uh, it's, it's a good point. And, and I think it's good that they have a female referee. I know they had, I don't know if it's the same girl, but they had her or a female Refing the May Young Classic, which I think yeah, is cool too. Yeah, it is the same one. Correct. Okay. I uh, she looks young too. She looks like you know. I mean, she mm -hmm. looks like she's probably in her early twenties or something like that. But um, I I don't have a problem with that. I've seen that. I've had it happen a little bit where refs would kind of get you off of a hold or tell you they'll count boom 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 um and then pull pull your arm or something like that. I think it's okay. I mean, I, I it, to me it didn't jump out usually. Um, I mean, I think it's a good observation by you, Tamia, but I don't think it's a, a big deal. Um, okay. I don't think like it's some, I don't think it's something that she's gonna get like yelled at for, or, like or like that. Yeah. You know, I think it's okay. It depends what the hold or move is. Uh, right. I mean, a lot of us as fans, right? We see it happen. It's happened to me. Like I'll have someone, in, I would have someone in the Taz mission choking him out. The match is over. The guy tapped out. Ding, ding, ding. And I keep the hold on. Now the ref pries you off. That you don't have a problem yeah. with, obviously, right? Right. That's correct. Right. Okay. Yeah, no, it's a good observation, Oh, thank you. I'm sorry, say again. 
Say it again. I said thank you. Thank you, Ted. Oh. And something else was something you pointed out before. And the tag team match versus it was the street park property versus the Ely brothers. Something you mentioned before about the teams having different colors where they both had on black and gold and it, know, it just yeah. all looked kind of similar. And the match was a decent match, but it just stood out that hey, similar. Well, something that stood there. out. And you're, well, well, yes, you're correct. Kind of like um, the street profits. They use black and like athletic gold. Where right. uh, Ely Brothers were using black like a metallic gold. I'm a little anal with the colors, okay. but you are correct. Okay. It's, it's it's in the yellow gold world. You know what jumped out to me to, to me to me with that match was Street Profits. I like these guys. They kind of remind me of a modern day, if you remember in ECW. I don't know if you do, but Public Enemy. You know, Public Enemy. I think they're kind of maybe yeah. these guys are watching some Public Enemy stuff, or it's kind of like that feel, or, or um, you know, regardless. The red cup, right? It's not red anymore. They got a black cup with their I, logo I on it. I was going there too. I was going there too. I, you know, and you got people chanting "Red Cup Mania." I mean, while they're holding the black cup, you know, I, right. I, I appreciate WWE with their branding. To me, thank you for calling. I appreciate it. I, I know okay. how WWE is with their branding. They're big at the branding, so they want to put these guys' logo on the cup. Maybe they want to sell those cups. That's why they did a black cup. Uh, I would sell a red cup with their logo on it. That's what I would do. I, I I also, if I am the Street Profits, I would get out of wearing black and gold and get into wearing red and black, where it's mostly red. Go with that red cup thing. Don't put red cups on your tights. That's kind of soft, corny. These two guys wouldn't do it. They're a good, tough, urban street feel guys. Um, the one guy, I don't remember his name, the, 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 the leaner guy can dance, man. It, it's pretty entertaining watching him dance. <clears throat> it's pretty funny. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um. They're good, though. I like them. I like the Street Profits. Their music's legit. They did a good job with the music with these guys. Uh, they got a good feel about them. Young, tough, urban, street, the whole deal. It works. They could talk. They could dance. Fix the red cup. You got people chanting red cup. Mainly it's a black cup. It's kind of weird. Uh, let's go to uh, last call of the day. Aaron in Ohio. You are on the Taz Show. What do you say there, house? Aaron. Hello, Aaron. Aaron. Going once. Aaron going twice. Taz, Aaron, can you hear me? I hear you now, buddy. All right. Good moment, Taz and Lumberjack Dennis and Anthony. What's up, Aaron? Aaron, um, Aaron, listen to, talk- me, listen to me. Oh, stop, stop. I want you to do me a favor. Lower your computer to audio or, or mute the audio on your phone or computer because I hear an echo of myself. Please. All righty. Let me do that for you. Take your time. Do, de, de, do, do, de, do. All right. Do, de, de, de. We're good? Okay. Sound effects stores on vacation. Um, so, yeah, so I want to talk to you and Dennis about the NFL tonight. Oh, yes. Of um, course you do. Yes. Go ahead. I'm, I'm a Bengals fan, and um, I hear, I've heard Dennis over the past two shows say that it's like week one, don't freak out. But with me being a Bengals fan for so long, I'm kind of freaking out because our offensive line is subpar at best, and Andy Dalton is not getting enough time to get to get the ball to his receivers. Uh, listen so to I'm, me, sir. You should be worried if you're a Bengals fan. I'm not kidding. You should be worried. And I'm a Bills fan telling you that. How bad is that? So, but we're in first place. But I digress. Continue. Um, but I, I think tonight um, – with uh, with Brian Cushing's suspension, I think the Houston Texans will be fine. I'm a little worried about Deshaun Watson, though. 
But um, I, I think the Bengals will definitely be doing the job tonight and will be 0-2 for yeah. – Yes, yes. You are doing the job tonight, I think. And you're going to do the job at home at the Bengals Stadium over there, wherever you call that, in Cincinnati. But the yeah, thing is this. that'll – yeah, they're in trouble. You got J.J. But... Watt, J.J. Watt, big baby face Jones. He's running amok, destroying people. Andy Dalton, ah, ah, just doesn't have it for me. Um, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, Cushion not being there. Okay, that, that that helps you a little bit. But look at Deshaun Watson. I got a feeling he's going to turn up. You know what I mean? Dennis, you pride yourself on being some sort of an expert on uh, football. And uh, by the way, Aaron, thank you for calling, sir. I appreciate it. And good luck to your Bengals tonight. Uh, Dennis, do you have anything you'd like to say? The man mentioned your name, and I want to keep you and I our chemistry going. Well, thank you. <laughs> uh, Aaron, the best I can say is, yes, the offensive line is poor. I expect a shootout tonight. Um, both offenses are potent. Now, to Aaron's point, the offensive line is terrible. So you make an adjustment. They're gonna, they know Houston's defensive line is phenomenal with Clowney and J.J. Watt. But with Cushing out, you throw a lot of quick screens. You throw, you get the ball to AJ Green's hand. Put him in the playmaker's hands. And Dalton, stop, Dalton's stop, a. Stop, <laughs> go stop, ahead. Stop. Look at, stop it, stop it. X's and O's, Jones over here. Please stop. What are you, Bill Parcells? All of a sudden, stop. Please. I do love tuna. <laughs> with mayo, uh, dude. I totally disagree with everything you just said. They, 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 you, what you? You throw running backs in the flat, little screen passes, all that shit, all you want. They, 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 J.J. Watt's going to live in that backfield. He's not going to be blockable. Uh, Deshaun Watson's going to have a big day. Uh, I, I should get him off the rave of wire. Anybody have him uh, in, our, in our fantasy football league? I don't think so, right? Anybody have him on the bench? Take him if you want him. No. I have uh, – you know who I have. I mean, I got Mariota starting. And Max and Stafford. Lester, I got him, and I got Max Stafford, which I, I think I should make that move, dude. What do you think? Switch, switch Jones. I think I, if I'm, you know, I, don't know. I as an opponent, I, I don't even mind telling you, I would start Stafford because he gets, he's such a good fantasy quarterback because they throw the ball a bunch, and if they're down, they're gonna throw it even more. So I know, I know, I know. No, dude, you could tell, even though we're an, you're an opponent in the fantasy, I would never, I would never rub it in your face. You could tell me, you know, I'm not like, yeah, that. I don't know, you're not one to gloat. So, <laughs> no, uh, you know why, though, dude, all, all can decide. Like, and, and jump in here if you want, man. I, I did not start, and I don't think I'm going to start Stafford here this week because the, the Titans, I think, are playing the Jets. So I like Mariota's chances against the Jet defense. They are playing the Jets, right? I think they are. Um, so I um, triple check that. And what do you think I should do? If the Titans are playing the Jets, you have to play Mariota. Because not they'll beat the crap out of their defense with the run game, and Mariota will just you know like play off of that, and you'll get a ton of points. And he rushes the ball, which is another like underrated stat for a QB in fantasy. See why you guys are trying to give me some input, but this week in the fantasy football, I'm playing the punk himself, Brian Bryan. That punk. Yeah, I think he might have got more points than me this week. No, Is you were fantasy? by far the the points leader. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you. I say that just to hear you say that. I love the way you say it. By far, I have no problem. In big. You had a phenomenal week last week, and I hope for your sake it keeps up throughout the course of the season. Yeah. I did have a great week, and it will continue, sir. And uh, I will tell you that right now. Peter Evans and Stafford plays the Giants. Thank you, Pete. Yeah, Pete might have a good point. Giants, oh, Giants, second, Giants defense is good. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's the, it's the offense that I'm a little worried about, especially if Beckham doesn't well, play. Happening week six or seven. Breaking news. Eli Manning retires from the NFL. It's coming. I'm telling you. I think that might have been your hottest take I've ever <laughs> I've ever heard. Yeah. Could you imagine if I said that on WFAN under Mr. Chernoff? Could you imagine what Mr. Pimento would say to me? If I went on the air and made that prediction on WFAN, dude, they would hang me from my ball bag. I mean, they, dude, they it would be bad. I'm talking about I'm talking about the bosses at FAN. They would destroy me. Oh yeah, you'd, kind of you'd get a talking to. Well, because see, that's what I do. I don't. I'm not going to give you the traditional sports talk, boring bullshit. I'm going to tell you from my heart. I think Eli doesn't want to play with these guys. All his guys are gone. His weapons are gone. All his friends left. He don't want to play with these guys no more. I see you laughing. I, I'm telling you. I can't help but notice your chunky, water-retaining face smiling. He's got weapons. Yeah. Who? Eli. He's got Odell Beckham. Who's his weapons? Brandon Marshall, Ster- Sterling Shepard, uh, Ingram, the, Ingram Beckham, the rookie Beckham tight end. Beckham is a weapon. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Beckham, Beckham, yes, Beckham. Got it. I agree with on Beckham. There's no doubt. As long as Eli throws the ball 20 feet above Beckham's head, he'll catch it. If he throws it in Beckham's belly, Beckham won't catch it. We know this. Let's be honest. He does have a case of the dropsies here and there. Brandon Marshall, thanks for coming. I, I don't see Brandon Marshall having a good year. That's why the Jets got rid of him. Next, who else you got? Sterling Shepard's a phenomenal uh, slot I like, receiver. I, I like. I do like Shepard. I do like, but they Oklahoma don't like guy. Eli. That's the rumor. That's what I'm hearing. They don't like Eli. That's what I heard. I'm just telling you. <laughs> Fake news. Well, they didn't invite him on the boat party, so. <laughs> Ooh, we're rolling right at the fifth quarter here. My bad. Um, well, anyway, um, what else we got? Nicholas McGee on uh, Facebook Live. Uh, Marshall is a freaking head case. You might be right, bro. You could be right. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see what happens tonight. Chairman, love the football talk. Big Brother Jones, too. Well, Big Brother, uh-uh-uh. Man, last night I watched it. Good lordy me. Before I wrap this show up, uh-uh-uh. Wow. This guy, Paul, is going to the final three. This guy, Paul, he has played the whole house, Dennis. He has played everybody and worked everyone, and it's just – and now this girl, Alex, she realized she got work. She's crying. They're all miserable in the house. There's only like four left. Next week's the final, I think. And they're all miserable because uh, most, except for this girl, Christmas, who's got a broken foot leg, and she's hobbled through the show without doing any physical competition. She's not medically cleared. It's unbelievable. Um, it's unbelievable that this guy, Paul, is carrying literally this girl to the final two, and Paul worked and played everyone, and 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 this kid, Josh, who's in this alliance with Paul and Christmas, he knows that Paul, he can't beat Paul in the end, because the people in the jury house have to vote you in. Everybody in the jury house hates Paul, but they also hate Josh, um, <laughs> but they got to vote somebody in to win $500,000 to vote a winner. So... A lot of times in past Big Brothers, we've seen people say, you know, uh, even if they hate someone, if the person played a good game, they'll vote them in. Well, you know, the thing is, man, this guy, Paul, I've said it before, played a great game, but he's played an ultra dirty game, like very, very uh, dirty game. So um, but we'll see what happens with the Big Brother. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. 
a lot of stuff going on with the big brother. It's it's miserable in there. It looks I, I don't remember the last time I've seen it where there's just there's a few people left and they're all miserable in this this big studio slash house. Um so, you know, uh, it, it, to me, it's it's very uh, – it's been interesting. I'll tell you that right now. On that note, um, I got to uh, – I got to – what do you call it? I got to get out of here. I got things to do here. I got to run back to the Casa. I got to do something over there. Then tonight, I get the big meeting in Manhattan. Tonight, meeting Jones. Uh, cannot get into details. Um, it's It's pretty good, Dennis. I'm telling you right now. I can't say much. How are you going to order your steak? I've been eating very healthy. I might not get steak, believe it or not. I might do a chicken. I'm sorry. I know red meat. I might do a, I might do a chicken dish. I might do a chicken piccata. Ooh. <laughs> if you're not going to go steak, chicken piccata ain't a bad route to go. Lemon capers, motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> Dennis, I mean, you feel me on that? I'm a little disappointed that you said you weren't going to order a steak. Dude, I, I I try to have red meat once a week, no more than once a week. I had. Uh, what does red meat cause? It's like gout or shingles. What? It cause gut rot. No, it's bad for <laughs> as you get older, men. You, you cause a problem with your anus passage and everything and your channels. <laughs> That's what happens. So I'm trying to avoid that. You know. So you guys are younger. You guys can run around and just shove beef in your mouth on a regular basis. You know, love you know I mean? beef in my mouth. On that note, thank you everybody for listening or watching the Taz Show. Oh man, dude, you're gonna have so many dives and chips. You're gonna get smashed. All right, thanks for everybody who interacted on the phones here, uh, or everybody in Manhattan uh, and uh, doing the show uh, from afar, and also. Uh, people on Facebook Live and the Underground Kayfabe gimmick chat. Thank you, everybody. You're interacting. I appreciate you. Be at you tomorrow. Uh, make sure you share the show, guys. Spread the word. I'm Taz. You're not. Adios. Back then when I was only worried about my top friends. Now my circle is getting smaller. All these people acting fake, man. And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten. Me against the world. I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen, man. They movie cuts. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same Cause we've been doing our own thing Trying to stay up I wanna go back to days with no grades We ordered the kids meal Play ball, that's all day now I'm stuck looking at this Instagram page But these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid now I've been wondering where the party at Cause all of my concerns got me